0: Two best of friends.
1: You think we're still gonna hang out after what you just did to me? You are lying. I want that That record that you're done. Who think they know football? I will not listen to any slander against the great name of Ezekiel Elliott. I think you're an idiot. Bring you unprecedented access to the NFL world. I look like I normally do. A freaking moron. Let's be real, Fitzpatrick is a beautiful man.
0: Because here, it's real football by real fans.
1: We don't do smart here. It's a multi-dollar production, I'll say that.
0: The 2M football show starts now. Honestly, I don't remember half of those lines.
1: (laughs) Oh, I get so much enjoyment from that. Hello, Matt. Hello, 2M Nation. We are officially back. Drunk. Oh. (laughs) Uh, settle down over there matt it's only 9 30 in the morning
0: you can't stop me you're not my dad
1: (laughs) it's true and you have a lot of uh you have more reason than uh than most to be uh you know doing partaking at this time of day but we don't have to get into that hey everybody i hope you enjoyed our brand new theme song for season three of the 2m football podcast I'm Mike. He's Matt. And Are you sure? Is that who I am? Did I say that right? Did I switch it? I, I forget. I, can't, I never know what I'm saying. This, you. Wow.
0: Really? We just played clips from last season, and it feels like a really bad blackout party night. Don't remember <laughs> most of those things. Pretty sure most of that didn't come from my mouth, but apparently it did. And it's recorded, too, which is even scarier.
1: That's right. So I have those recordings to use as leverage against you anytime I need to.
0: <laughs> Whenever you want to walk down that path, let me know, Michael.
1: <laughs> I'm good for now. But uh, yeah, I, I did get a lot of enjoyment from going back to our last season and listening and, and writing down those sound bites uh, for, for use in our updated intro so keep the keep the crazy comments uh, coming Matt, because they're very entertaining for me and hopefully i for have people.
0: realized after now going on three years that that is my sole purpose is to provide with the sound bits that make the show funny yeah and i will my, continue to do what i do best
1: it was more of a struggle to find uh, sound bites of me saying funny stuff
0: oh it's okay mike you're important to the show oh, somebody's thanks. got to do the research
1: i appreciate it <laughs> all right let's get started here um yeah, I thought first we could do a quick reintro. We don't need a whole episode trailer like we did last time, but I thought we could take two minutes to talk about just a quick reminder of, of who we are and, and starting with the first line of that intro. Two best uh, friends. Yeah, um, That's
0: questionable some weeks.
1: But to be perfectly honest, I'm really excited to be doing this and talking to you again. I have missed uh, our weekly chats the last few months, believe it or not. <laughs>
0: It is. It has been something that becomes a part of your routine, and then when it's not there, it's like, "What is this? I I don't know what to do with this time I have." Right, <laughs> free time. That's a joke.
1: It's eleven thirty p.m. The kids are finally asleep. What should I do instead of recording with Matt?
0: <laughs> Matt is usually unconscious in his bed at that point.
1: Times a work in progress. Um, yeah, I'll leave it at that. But yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so we have been doing this version of the two M show for this is the third year. We were originally we were doing a YouTube channel back in twenty seventeen ish. I think that was and, so many uh, moons ago. So many, it's just talking football. We just, we just love football. We both pretty much at least all of our adult lives and into our way back in our youths as well. We were watching football and how old are we? I'd rather not answer that question. Gotcha. Point is we've been watching football a long time and we love talking about it. And we decided to record this stuff for your listening pleasure. And uh, so obviously we're in the off season right now. Training camps have just gotten underway, but how we're going to start off as we have done each of the past few seasons, uh, we're going to preview every single team, every division, or we're going to go through them division by division, preview every team, look at a quick recap of their 2021 season, talk about what changes they've made this offseason, and then uh, look at their prospects for uh, the upcoming year. As we get deeper into the offseason, we'll have a show. We'll pick division winners. We'll predict NFL awards. Of course, we'll talk about Super Bowl. Another thing we'll do this offseason that we've done every year is pick uh, playoff sleepers. We'll each pick one team from each conference uh, that don't have good odds of making the playoffs and see if we can find the diamond in the rough sort of at the bottom of the nfl standings i think last year we each got one correct of our two um so that, that'll be that'll fill most of the offseason we'll also do some fantasy football stuff if we have time uh, But then once we get into the regular season we'll <laughs> time. time yeah time yeah just an abstract concept at this point uh once we get into the season which is coming right it's right around the corner um you know, we'll have weekly recaps and previews for every week. We're going to fo- uh, focus those a little bit on obviously the top storylines in the league, but also checking in on our sleeper teams. Uh, last year, we started doing something called karaoke bets, which have been a lot of fun. And we have uh, the, the, our punishment when we make bets on the show for losing the bet is singing a karaoke song of the other person's choice. So there are some real gems in, in last year's uh, podcast where we did that. And then our favorite uh, returning segment, the Fantasy Corner.
0: Oh, that's my favorite segment.
1: Oh, mine too. solely because of the music. And you know what? Even
0: if this podcast were to like completely collapse in on itself, I think the one thing that will remain on the internet and the hearts for all 2M fans (laughs) is that theme song.
1: Absolutely. The theme song is great, which you'll hear at some point. And uh, I just love having a platform to complain about my fantasy football team which is inevitably terrible. I don't know. You may have a leg up on me this year. You have to carry the torch. We will see. Um, so, yeah, like, like I said, we're coming into our third season this year. A couple slight, slight tweaks we're going to make. Um, in our weekly recaps, we debuted the Mike's Watchability Index last year. That was just me ranking the games I was most excited to watch. Um, but I was thinking I'd let Matt in on the fun this year and we'll both rank the games every week and then take like a, an average of our rankings to uh, to make the two. Is it really an average when there's two inputs? You could still take an average of two. <laughs> it's okay. not, is it a great sample size? No, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can do it. So yeah, well, so yeah, I'll let you in on the fun there. We'll have the 2M watchability index. Uh, this is something I did in season one was uh, the helmet pick videos from my personal picks, uh, I put in parentheses, check on mini helmets because we didn't do it last year, um, but we did, I did move since season one and I checked on them. I found them. Only one is broken. So which uh, one? Uh, the Chiefs. And it's totally my fault because I let my two-year-old who was one at the time play with it. And of course, the first thing he did was throw it onto the floor where the, the face mask uh, partially broke off from my little Kansas City Chiefs helmet.
0: It's the Chiefs. It's fine. That's yeah,
1: fine. Uh, they got Pat Pat Mahomes. He'll fix it. So yeah, anyway, I'm planning on making those videos again if I have the time, which I think I do because I work full time from home these days. So I've got a lot of time on my hands.
0: Oh, hey, nice sticks reference.
1: Hey, I wouldn't say it's too much, but yeah,
0: it's a lot. Ah, oh, Mike, you're getting there. You're getting there.
1: And then a slight tweak also to how we pick our playoff sleepers. In previous years, we've just looked at the teams that had a record of 500 or below as our pool of teams to choose from for our playoff sleepers. Uh, And now it's
0: whoever we think we can punch in the face and get away with
1: it. No. So not the Lions because Dan Campbell will eat us alive. (laughs) Gotcha. Have to make a note of that. Hold on. Continue. So, yeah, we'll, we'll pick our playoff sleepers in an upcoming show. But those are some of the changes we're making for season three. Uh, so today, now that we've gotten all that out of the way, we're 41 days. We're recording this on Friday, July 29th, by the way. We're 41 days from the start of the new season. And, uh, yeah, all 32 teams have opened their training camps. Uh, and also want to take this moment to wish a happy belated birthday to our current league champion, Kevin. Kevin, we're coming gonna, for you originally we were going to record this last week so i put it in the notes because it was his birthday last friday um but uh, since we're recording today i just leave it in here and keep it as belated birthday um yeah so today we're going to talk some news biggest news from the off season and then we're going to get into our 2022 team breakdowns with our first division the afc east let's do it all right let's get into the news you can drink your coffee later <laughs> oh sorry did you hear that Are you how do you know that's coffee
0: uh, I would just like it known that my espresso is being drank out of a rocks glass. I feel fancy. <laughs> I'm drinking mine out of my 2M football mug. You know what, Mike, stop <laughs> planning so far ahead.
1: <laughs> All right. So let's talk retirements. Uh, there were a couple in the off season. Ryan Fitzpatrick.
0: Yes, we are retiring from 2M football.
1: <laughs> now that would be a shocking one. <laughs>
0: right we just build up all that momentum of that first opening five minutes just to be like yeah we're done out peace
1: out in a very special announcement we're done <laughs> season three got canceled <laughs> sorry um no ryan fitzpatrick though sadly did retire one of my oh. favorite, as a show one of our favorite players he actually features in our new intro and i said he was a beautiful man which i stand by <laughs> yeah he'd steal your wife <laughs> Good reference. Yep. <laughs> I got you. See, i been
0: paying attention. Love it. I don't always show that I'm paying attention, but when I do.
1: uh it's yeah, fun. I labeled this the Fitz tragedy. I will miss him, <laughs> and his, his chest beard and his post game press conferences and stealing. He's his a background. chest beard. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. Just making sure I'm paying, paying attention.
1: Yeah, you're sharp. You're you're uh, you're sharp right now. I'm not used to it. <laughs> Rob, uh, if there's
0: one thing I've mastered over the years it's calling people out
1: <laughs> <laughs> Rob Gronkowski tight end uh, from the Patriots and Buccaneers has retired at least for now he seems pretty he uh, seems pretty
0: pretty convinced that that's it for him
1: yeah he does but I, I still feel like one call from Brady when, when they really need him for the stretch run and I feel like he would come back just in general, it seems like people it seems like retirements don 't stick the way that they used to, but uh, yeah we 'll see for now, Gronk is gone, and they have made other signings at the position, so it, it makes you 're right it does seem final for now we 'll see The only guy talking possible retirement was Aaron Donald after the Rams Super Bowl win um, he didn 't do it though, and instead he rejoins the Rams on a huge contract extension and is now the highest paid non quarterback in the league. So uh, yeah, that's one way to convince someone to come out or re- to not retire.
0: <laughs>
1: At least for one more go. Uh, let's see. And what else we got here? And somehow, which I don't understand how salary caps work, but somehow this saves them $3 million this year. Go figure. <laughs> um, and then this one, I just want to talk about Matthew Berry, ESPN fantasy analyst. has left the company as of a couple of weeks ago to pursue new opportunities. So he's not retiring from whatever, from fantasy sports, but he is leaving ESPN, which feels like a big deal. At least for me personally, he was the, he's been
0: been there for years, hasn't he?
1: I think 15 years at ESPN. Yeah. And just like the face of fantasy football and his podcast was the first one that I ever listened to when I got into fantasy sports in like, 2013 or whatever, <laughs> many moons ago, as you like to say. Uh, Matthew Barry also guest starred in one of my all-time favorite TV shows, The League, which I have began begun my annual rewatch of that show leading up to the fantasy season. <laughs> um, I know, however, I know you have a little bit of a different relationship with Matthew Barry. Well, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, shall I pull up any of the numerous clips where you told him to suck it over the years? <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah
0: we we've had it we've had our differences but eventually we, we we sorted it out it is whether you uh agree or disagree with you know the viewpoints of these analysts when there's somebody in that role or in a p- specific position for so long it's always weird when you wake up one day and that's not the person that it is anymore
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You're going to turn
0: on like the the fantasy news on like the TV and stuff. And you're always used to seeing, you know, the whole round table led by Matthew Berry on ESPN. And it's going to be weird to turn the channel on and he's not there.
1: Yeah, totally. It was, it was weird how hard this news hit me. I was like, Whoa, (laughs) where's he going? Anyway, I just wanted to talk about that for a quick second. We still play our, our redraft league on ESPN. So it's fine. Yeah. You can still suck it. It's fine. So, okay, we've kind of buried the lead here. The Probably the biggest news of what happened, at least in the last month or so, is Baker Mayfield being traded to the Panthers. Well, yeah,
0: he got, you know – are we still being a family-friendly podcast?
1: I mean, I still got the bleep button at the ready. <laughs> I mean, he did get f***ed over by the Cleveland Browns a little bit there. Totally, yeah. Yeah, when they went and uh, traded for Deshaun Watson – a couple months ago, that was obviously the writing was on the wall for him. For his time. and not
0: only that, but it was like three weeks ago they were like, "Oh, uh, you may have to be the starter, Baker."
1: Yeah, right. Because obviously Watson is very likely to be suspended for at least the first half or so of this upcoming season. Uh, but of course, Baker's not going to do that. So the ser- the sequence of events, I think, was ma- Baker asked for a trade because he thought he saw this coming. The team said no then they traded for watson and then they asked him if he would still start for them after watson uh, was likely to be suspended and of course he was why wasn't.
0: when this organization seemed like it might be getting its you know its stuff back on track did it decide to go and just completely not function properly
1: yeah i feel bad for baker it's a gross way to treat their former number one overall draft pick But he's in Carolina now. The Panthers had to give up just a fifth round pick two years from now in 2024 uh, to get Baker. And the team is saying, the Panthers are saying it's a competition. And I guess they're splitting reps in training camp so far between him and the incumbent, Sam Darnold, who was just god awful last year, as he has been his entire career. Um, The other funny aspect of this is, earlier in the off season when there was a rumor of Baker being traded to Carolina, one of their top receivers, Robbie Anderson (laughs) posted just a huge comment saying no on Instagram. So he's in shambles right now.
0: (laughs) Well, the other thing was, I think it was on Instagram, there was a clip circulating when they both took the practice field, everyone was chanting Baker when Darnold was the first one to run out of the field.
1: Oh, yeah, that's funny. I missed that one, but yeah, I don't understand why they're even pretending it's a competition. If Baker doesn't start week one, that'll just be a travesty.
0: I don't, to me, it just wouldn't make any sense that they go through all this effort to get him and then they're like, nah, you know what? Darnold's still got this.
1: It's funny, though, because they went through a bunch of effort to trade for and then give Darnold a contract last offseason, which obviously fell flat on its face. Um, But anyway, just because things just work out sometimes, the Panthers are playing the Browns in week one of this year. Unfortunately, it's in Carolina. It would be juicier if it was in Cleveland, but still pretty good. Gets to face his old team week one, unless he's on the bench, which would be kind of hilarious. Uh, but uh, I think also a huge mistake.
0: I'll be honest. Even if he stayed in Cleveland, I doubt he would have started. He would have refused. Yeah. And I don't blame him in that case. Don't you can't jerk someone around like that and then be like, hey, haha, funny, right? Like, actually, we, need <laughs> <you still. laughs> we don't have anybody to actually throw the football.
1: Yeah. Uh, so that being the case, the Browns did sign Jacoby Brissett. fire up the grill, and also Josh Rosen yeah. pulled down the fort okay. uh, during Watson's likely suspension.
0: All right, hear me out. Okay. Controversial take.
1: All right, let's have it.
0: Rosen does phenomenal the first five weeks and then just absolutely goes to hell. Okay. Because Brissett's going to get hurt.
1: Oh I see. Okay, so you get set out of the way, give Rosen his, his another shot. Yeah. On his like fifth team or whatever this is now.
0: Yeah. Cause you know, Carol uh, yeah, uh, the Cardinals wasn't good enough for Rosen. So you know what? The Browns. Browns that would be a Browns. very Browns thing to happen too.
1: <laughs> yeah, they've been kinda of like a whatever can go wrong will go wrong team for a long time. Like
0: yeah. Watson will most likely be suspended a majority yeah. of the season. Brissette's going to get hurt, and then everyone's going to be like, "Josh, who? No."
1: <laughs> I mean, it would be quite the comeback from him uh, being a top draft pick himself several years ago, like you said in Arizona, and then just being so bad and yeah, having—I'm <laughs> I mean, pretty sure he was unemployed. You know, they signed him off the street to be a backup. But maybe he gets a chance. Um, All right. Because the Browns are a good team. That's the thing. They got a great offensive line, great running backs, pretty good defense. Okay, let's move on from that. Kyler Murray signed a big extension. The only thing I want to talk about. This is what
0: everybody has talked about.
1: (laughs) In the original contract, it required four hours of independent film study every week.
0: I don't even know what the hell that means. Like, don't you do that normally as your job?
1: Well, the funny—I mean, I don't know—he's had quotes in the past where he has straight up admitted to not watching that much film because he claims that he doesn't need to because he can just see it on the field,
0: right? And that's why you guys have absolutely been garbage.
1: <laughs> then, yeah, so he gave was, you. Mm-hmm.
0: No, that's fine. Keep going. <laughs>
1: Well, and earlier in the offseason, when they were having their little power struggle between Kyler and the organization, you know, they did the usual dance where he deleted everything Cardinals off his social media. They started putting quotes out there that's talking about his lack of leadership, saying he wasn't a first in, last out kind of guy. Obviously, they eventually come together, get the contract signed. But yeah, then whoever was looking at it discovered this little nugget about the independent film study, which is absolutely not a common thing. That's not like just some boilerplate, whatever. They added that to the contract specifically for Kyler. Um, but yeah, after a couple of days of the internet just collectively laughing at them, they couldn't take the memes anymore. and They removed that clause from the contract, which is almost worse now, right? It's like, okay. Now because that means you're admitting it was purposely put there right they've been, they've admitted we know because they added it, they don't really trust him to do the film study uh and and then they took it out, so now he is no longer required to, so I don't know, but everybody knows now it's not like people are gonna forget about this <laughs> such a mess yeah. i I don't know it's hilarious. It's I just, it's so funny. All right, let's move on. Cause I feel like we've already been we've, uh, spending some time and apparently zoom is no longer unlimited for two people. Cause I've got, we've got four minutes remaining before we need to make a new one.
0: Oh my God. It's gonna be a long freaking season. <laughs> yeah,
1: right. Well, that'll help us encourage us to keep it under 40 minutes or whatever. They give you for free. Uh, good luck with these, with my notes. Anyway, uh, the Buccaneers signed a couple of veterans to bolster their squad. Julio Jones and Kyle Rudolph, both signing with them. Kyle Does Rudolph. this
0: not feel like what they did with the, page, what the Patriots used to do?
1: Yeah, yeah, they would always bring it. Randy Moss, uh, everyone, they, they would always do this. Uh, we'll see what like, That guy's
0: still in the league? Yeah, he's on the Patriots now. What?
1: And actually, he's really good, remember? <laughs> Yeah, you heard it here first, career year incoming for Julio Jones. And Kyle uh, Rudolph. Yeah, we got well, Yeah, yep. Yeah. <laughs> They're both in their, you know, mid-30s, early to mid-30s now, <clears throat> just like us. Oh, like, a little,
0: that hits a little home.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah. We'll see. Because remember how excited we were for Julio in Tennessee last year and that he was just hurt most of the season, which has been kind of his problem the last several years, even back to his final years in Atlanta.
0: Yeah, I'm a Colts mm-hmm. fan now. Matty Ice is in, in uh, Indy, so we're going there now.
1: That's right, yeah. <laughs> and then finally, saving the biggest piece of news for last, Nikhil oh Harry, former first- Oh, your boy! <laughs> former first-round draft pick by the Patriots and Prove-It player of mine has been traded to the Bears. Um, they gave up, <laughs> to get him, they gave up a seventh-round pick two years from now.
0: Oh my God, the Bears are freaking
1: stupid. The first highlight I saw of him in training camp was a pass from Justin Fields went off his hand and then got picked off by the defense. <laughs> so, yeah, that's going to be about how their year is going to go. <laughs> off to a great start in Chicago. Okay, let's take a quick break. I will s- start. Whoa, meeting. hold on. Wait. Feeding oh,
0: yeah. off of that. Remember when we went to the training camp and the Bears picked up the receiver from Pittsburgh mm-hmm. and apparently he like broke his middle finger or something? in training yeah. camp
1: yes and that was the end or that ended up being the beginning of the end
0: <laughs> and we were like was that our fault oh i think that was our fault
1: who was that marcus wheaton or something i, I do remember. something that. like that yeah <laughs> the matt curse all right so on that note let's uh take a quick break matt i will send you a new meeting invite and we will return to discuss the afc east
0: if I accept it.
1: If you accept it. it, might just be me when we come back. See you in a minute. So how long do we have? I think forty minutes. Quick question unrelated. Matt. Do we have um, enough money in the joint account in the show account to pay for Zoom? <laughs> how much is Zoom per year? Is it more than zero dollars? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Answer the question first, and then I'm going to open up this thing that has dust on it that looks like it could be a chest.
1: Right, <laughs> Fitzpatrick's chest? Because <laughs> really, all right. Did you Let's, really just go there? We got yeah. It's 40 minutes. I don't know how much Zoom costs. The point is, we don't have money anyway. AFC East. Oh, <laughs> on football show. We're back. <laughs> this is our <a laughs> show. This is going to be a long season. <laughs> AFC East, Uh, let's talk about it. The Bills finished first place last year with an 11-6 record. They were the number three seed in the playoffs in the AFC. Uh, In the wild card, they destroyed the Patriots, their division rivals, uh, before falling to the Chiefs in the divisional round in that crazy, crazy game. Uh, They went to overtime because thanks to the Chiefs going driving down the whole field in 10 seconds to kick a field goal right at the end to tie it. And I think, believe this was the second straight year that they've lost to the Chiefs in the playoffs. And yes, it, sir. And it, made, it prompted a rule change coming into this season where uh, both teams will be guaranteed one possession in overtime uh, in the playoffs for this year, basically because of this game. So let's look at the numbers. They're okay. very good. On offense, they... Uh, They put up 381 yards per game, which was fifth best in the league. Uh, Looking a little bit deeper into that, their passing offense was ninth ranked, rushing, they were sixth. Uh, And they scored 28.4 points per game, which was third best in the NFL. Mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm, mm
1: -hmm. The defense was equally impressive. They had the number one defense allowing just 273 yards per game. Mm-hmm. Uh, particularly the secondary. They had the number one pass defense in the league and 13th against the run, allowing just 17 points per game, which was also first in the league. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. good, pretty good. Very, good very balanced team uh, last year. And then looking at some of the moves they've made this off season, they not too many losses really in uh, free agency. The Cole Beasley and Emmanuel Sanders two aging wide receivers and they brought in, um, Vaughn Miller was the big one.
0: That was huge.
1: Pass rusher most recently of the Rams on a six-year, $120 million contract. Uh, they also brought in O.J. Howard, Jameson Crowder, a wide receiver to bolster the receiving core from those losses of Beasley and Sanders. Um, and then on the line, they brought in Daquan Jones, defensive tackle uh, from the Panthers. And then Shaq Lawson, a defensive returns. end, who, returns, that's right. He actually spent his first four years in Buffalo, uh, a couple years elsewhere, but still in the division, and now back, uh, back with the Bills. <clears throat> then in the draft, uh, they used their first-round pick, uh, 30th overall, on Kair Elam, cornerback out of Florida. And then in the second round, they took James Cook, running back uh, from Georgia, 63rd overall. So um, definitely more additions than subtractions this offseason. They're definitely gearing up for another deep playoff run. Uh, They did, however, have a coaching loss as well. Their offensive coordinator, Brian Dable, uh, who has been so successful with uh, Josh Allen, he was hired away uh, to be the Giants' next head coach. So to fill that uh, void, they promoted uh, Ken Dorsey, who to offensive coordinator. He's been their QB coach uh, since 2019.
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how this offensive performs because I think uh, DeBall has been crucial to the development of their quarterback Josh mm-hmm. Allen.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. You remember uh, how bad however, was I think with?
0: if you set him up, oh my god, out of college we thought this guy he could throw, but I mean you'd have to be in the next stadium over to catch it. Yeah. Um, But I think as long as they keep the fundamentals that he's worked on with them there and don't change too much, this offense should click just fine. Yeah. And the fact that Dorsey was the quarterback coach since 2019 should be a perfect step in. Right. So I think it's one of the more logical moves I've seen.
1: Totally. They keep that continuity there. And uh, so taking a look at their roster, starting with the offense, uh, some of the studs here, obviously it, it all starts with Josh Allen, who last year in 2020 was really his breakout campaign, but he really backed it up with another strong season with 4,400 pass yards, 36 touchdowns, along with the new career high, 760 rushing yards and six more touchdowns scored on the ground. Um, his accuracy did dip slightly compared to last year. He had uh, 15 interceptions, which were up 50% from the prior year. And yeah, as you mentioned, that was his biggest issue coming into the league out of college was accuracy. Um, so that dipped a little bit last season, but still among the most productive QBs in the league. And he couldn't do it without his favorite target, Stefan Diggs, wide receiver. He, uh, he recorded 100 or more than 100 receptions again last year and a new career high, 10 receiving touchdowns. I think he's pretty good. Yeah, that was one of the best. It was a trade, right? They got him from Minnesota a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. That was uh, key, I think, also to Allen's development, was having a real top-tier target like this guy. Uh, They've got a pretty good offensive line, particularly at the tackle position with Deion Dawkins and David Quessenberry. croissant (laughs) Croissant, croissant Berry. There we go. (laughs) And That's the list of our, our player nicknames from the show. <laughs> Not that we talk about offensive linemen too much, but I think that that one's going to stick in my brain, so thank you. <laughs> uh, my Dad, biggest question is the – I'm just uh, doing my job. <laughs> instead of doing studs and duds this year, I was thinking we could just do studs and then questions. We don't really need to call out duds. <laughs> it's a little, a little mean. Oh, now we're going to worry about being mean. (laughs) Well, it's the questions are in the same spirit, right? It's like, what are we concerned about? And my, my question is about the running back position again. Oh, (laughs) Hmm. what? Okay. Moving on last year. (laughs) uh, Last year, Josh Allen was actually their second leading rusher with those 760 yards behind only Devin Singletary on the team. And they've always sort of... That's
0: not where you want your quarterback to be.
1: (laughs) Yeah. They've always sort of approached this as this large committee of running backs, which last year consisted of Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, and Matt Breida. Uh, Breida's gone, replaced by their second-round rookie, James Cook. So I guess that's my question, is what this backfield going to look like. They haven't had a 1,000-yard rusher since 2017, and that was LaShawn McCoy. Uh, which feels like forever ago. (laughs) Wow. So, uh, yeah, who's going to – I guess – so here's the question. Is Who's going to step up? Do they continue to go with this committee approach? Is one of these guys going to be able to really take the reins of this backfield and be, like, be more productive than what they've had in the last few years?
0: I mean, rookie running backs typically – have always come as a surprise, so I wouldn't be surprised if Cook takes off, at least through the first half of the season.
1: Yeah, yeah, we're gonna have to see. I, that w- that would help them, I think. Because obviously Allen is a great runner, but it would help him not. You can't to have your you beating. can't have
0: your quarterback the number two runner on the team. Right? Yeah.
1: Unless you're the Ravens and Lamar, he can do it.
0: All, All right. right, and <laughs> then what happens when you got to throw the ball?
1: <laughs> well then. Then bring in Josh Allen. He could do both Or well. Yeah, <laughs> meld them together, and then you're good to go.
0: Okay, or and then just lose all your running backs in training camp. That's fine too.
1: My other question about this offense is the wide receiver two position. So with um Sanders, Emmanuel Sanders, and Colt Beasley leaving, there were their, they were the team's second and third. Uh, I put best fast catchers. I don't know if I actually agree with what I wrote here. But they were all <laughs> the second and third most catches on the team so last year. It was year. a
0: shock you wrote that.
1: <laughs> Leaving behind um, guys like Gabriel Davis, who is a, a young player, and he did have a crazy performance uh, in the playoffs. Yeah, I think he had a four-touchdown game in that playoff loss.
0: And they lost.
1: And they lost, yeah. <laughs> and Isaiah McKenzie, uh, who's more of a slot guy. They did bring in Jamison Crowder, who we know will, will kind of take that slot role, and he can do it well, but – I guess it's a question specifically for Gabriel Davis because he's never been a consistent part of the offense. He's had splashes like like that crazy four-touchdown game, but he hasn't been a full-time player, really. So No, but I think
0: what might help, too, is the fact of with the defenses focusing on Crowder and, and, and Diggs, this may be the opportunity that Davis needs to really open it up. It could be like a juju back when you had the three Bs and
1: Antonio Brown on Pittsburgh. the other side. Yeah, totally. So that's what I'm looking for is for him to step into that wide receiver two role and, and really be a consistent threat uh, for Allen.
0: And if they can get a running game going, that'll help him even more.
1: Yep, absolutely. Way to tie it all back together.
0: <laughs> Bam.
1: Matt, tell us about this defense. Who are the studs? Tredavious White,
0: Tredavious White, and then my favorite duo, which is one of the best uh, safeties, Micah Hyde and Jordan Boyer, mm-hmm. and I still think the biggest move of the offseason um, is that when they grabbed Von Miller, I had someone at work ask me who I thought had the highest chance of taking it to the Super Bowl this year, and uh, early, maybe, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was the Bills year. I think with the rule change that has kind of screwed them over the past two years, bolstering already a number one defense, because think about it. They were number one in the pass, but they were 13th in the run. Well, guess what? Their run defense just got a little bit better. Mm -hmm. So if they fire on the same cylinders and this offense keeps its continuity, which the promotion of the quarterbacks coach to offensive coordinator on paper makes the most sense. I don't see why this team couldn't be not just a top consender in the AFC, but we should see them actually make a good push. And I kind of hope they beat the Chiefs. There's nothing more satisfying than somebody who's taken it out of you. As a Packer fan, we've lost to the freaking 49ers twice.
1: <laughs> yes, uh-huh. <laughs> like three times in the last four years or something like that. So
0: if we could just smack the 49ers in the mouth, even if we lose the next game, there's that satisfaction of like you finally – the, the 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 skeletons are out of the closet. You're done with it. You can move on.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I totally agree. This team should be a top, top contender. I
0: mean, They're 42 sacks.
1: Too. Yeah, go ahead.
0: Well, yeah, 42 sacks on the season and 30 turnovers. Like, the front four, me, like you may know, was probably the weakest link. But they kind of packed that in. You know, they brought back Shaq Lawson. They brought in. Von Miller, I mean, I don't see why this team isn't going places still. I mean, they are no longer the bottom of the pack. They are – the Bills are a powerhouse, and they need to be
1: recognized as such. Yep. So how would you – how do you grade this roster?
0: I would grade it – a high B plus a low A minus simply because there's still as you brought up some key questions here who's going to be the number one the number two receiver and how does that play out mm-hmm. what is the running back situation going to look like and if it's played correctly it can help the offense um, Brian DeBalls departure is going to be a huge point of what is this offense going to look like under the new offensive coordinator uh, and it has that line who brought in some experienced veterans, but veterans that have been around a while, um, do they still have, have that punch that's going to help them take this team finally to that final level? And I think it is, but there, until those questions get answered, I can't get more than an A minus.
1: Yeah, that's probably fair. I had them at an A, but I, I think A minus is probably more realistic. Um, because yeah, I, I think the defense should be really good again, but and we've talked about it a lot on this show. I feel like you always use that line, defense wins championships, but they were the number one defense, and they got absolutely shredded by Mahomes. You really need to have both, and we have more questions about the offense, which is arguably more important than ever in today's NFL. so it's a fair point I 'll say A minus as well. Okay, moving on to the Patriots. they were oh boy. The surprise, kind of a surprise, uh, surprisingly good in Mac Jones's rookie year. They were ten and seven, second place in the division, uh, and they actually made the playoffs. Mac Jones, I think, was the fourth quarterback drafted in last year's class. Uh, was and he took the starting role right away. Nobody else was there, or I guess Cam Newton was there for a hot second, but they got rid of him in training camp, and um, <clears throat> they. We're a good team. They rode their defense and run game, uh, but Mac Jones definitely played well.
0: Especially in that game where he threw, like, three passes.
1: Oh, yeah, the wind bowl. Yeah, that was a great one. Those were three of the best passes you've ever seen. <laughs> I don't remember how many he completed. Maybe none of them. Then uh, they did make the playoffs as the number six seed in the AFC. Uh, however, they got embarrassed by the Bills, as we just discussed. That scoreline was 47-17 to 17 in the wild oh, that's card. All- Yeah, (laughs) Uh, where josh allen threw five touchdown passes yes that was how it ended but overall it was a highly successful season in what i think was expected to be more of a rebuilding year while mac jones got acclimated to the nfl but they they were a good team and uh, let's look at the numbers 353 yards per game on offense which is right in the middle of the pack 15th in the league Uh, their passing offense was ranked 14th rushing was ranked eighth like we said they they relied on that run game by with Damien Harris from Andre Stevenson. Uh, and they scored 27.2 points per game, which was actually sixth most in the league.
0: I feel like that's more points than I remember them scoring, but that's okay.
1: Well, the defense helped and they had a couple crazy blowouts against bad teams. Uh, I think, they, I think they topped 40 points a couple times against like the Texans and Jaguars or something. I don't know. Uh, the defense, like we said, was really good too. Uh, fourth ranked defense in terms of yards allowed per game with 310. Uh, especially the secondary was good. They had the second, second, whoa, second ranked pass defense, 22nd again. <laughs> Football, uh, Mike, focus. Me either. Okay, 16.8 <laughs> points per game allowed for a second only to the Bills. um Bills. And in the offseason, though, they had a fair amount of turnover. They lost J.C. Jackson. Their top cornerback was snatched up by the Chargers. Um, they actually traded away uh, one of their offensive guards, Shaq Mason, to the Buccaneers for a fifth-round draft pick. And they also lost another starting guard and Ted uh, Karras to the Bengals in free agency. Uh, in free agency, they were much quieter than last year when it seemed like they signed like everybody. You're Right. There was no money left in the in Ryan Fitzpatrick's war chest. Uh, however, they did re- bring back Malcolm Butler uh, from Arizona, is where he's been most recently, the cornerback. Uh, and yeah, he comes back to town after very unsuccessful stints elsewhere in the league. They did make a trade; they brought in Devontae Parker, wide receiver from the Dolphins, which I really like this move. Despite all the guys they brought in last year, they didn't. They still didn't have it. Real a clear number
0: one winning. receiver
1: yeah exactly so uh and you know jury's out if parker can be that but he's good he's a step up i believe from the other guys that they have uh and then in the draft with the first round pick 29th overall they took cole strange offensive guard out of chattanooga and then, yeah and then 50th overall in the second round they took a receiver tyquan thornton out of baylor
0: Here's where things get interesting.
1: Yeah, so uh, longtime offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels finally left, and he actually left this time, not just a fake out like he did to the Colts a few years ago. Uh, he is now the Raiders' head coach. He had been with uh, New England for ten years since 2012. And uh, as and I don't think they've named an offensive coordinator. I think Belichick said they won't. A couple guys are going to split uh, offensive coaching duties. Joe Judge and Matt Patricia, so good luck. <laughs> Judge, who was obviously just fired as the Giants head coach after a brutal couple of years there, and then Patricia, who was ousted from Detroit after a couple terrible years there.
0: <laughs> it's incredible that like someone can do as bad as Matt Patricia and Bill Belichick's mm-hmm. like, now nah, you can come back. Right. Although mm-hmm. McDaniels, the last time he was a head coach, didn't do too well with Denver
1: that's true we'll see how it goes this time around Uh, he's in a
0: much better position personally but we'll get there
1: i feel like the only guy who has left the patriots and been better as a coach and actually succeeded anywhere else is mike Vrabel. yeah everyone else is yeah just comes crawling back after a few years i'm so sorry i didn't mean to leave
0: you great bill (laughs) belichick
1: i should have never left will you take me back um. So
0: get your clipboard. Those guys drills.
1: That's pretty good. That's pretty good, Belichick. Uh, let's get into the roster then. Not uh, Their studs or the running backs, uh, Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson. As we said before, uh, Stevenson was a rookie last year, contributed right away, and, and, and in a more versatile role. While well, Damian Harris was more of the bruiser, early down, short yardage running back. Uh, they were very, very good. And you can't have a good running game without a pretty solid offensive line. And they got David Andrews at center, uh, Michael on when at guard, and then hopefully the guy they drafted at guard will help replace the off season losses. And that's basically the question that I came up with or one of them, I guess uh, was, will the offensive line be as good coming into this year, losing both starting guards? And uh,
0: I think it's always going to be about the wide receiver. I mean, The last few years that Brady was still there, they were not building much around him. And they still are not making nearly the amount of strides I think they need to to be competitive within the division.
1: Yeah, you're right. We thought it was Brady getting washed at the end there, but it was really just that he had nobody left to throw to. He had like 50-year-old Julian Edelman and that was it. And uh, yeah, you're right. Things aren't a ton better now for I mean Devante
0: Parker I'll agree with you as an upgrade but it's not the solution
1: you could argue
0: maybe if they have such a phenomenal run game like they did kind of most the of last season I guess you don't need a full uh core of high quality wide receivers you just need somebody who you know if you have to throw can catch it that's kind of where Parker is right like But it's going to, you have to be able to put more on Mac Jones this year than letting him ride behind a strong run game. Mm -hmm. Not everybody has what the Titans have or what Cleveland has or what the Bengals have in their run game, right? Right. Where they can run it 17 times in a row and they're going to gain ground every time.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They need a little more balance here. Um, on defense, got a couple studs still remaining. Adrian Phillips, the safety, and Jamie Collins, linebacker, both have been been there in New England a long time. It's still anchoring that group. Uh, my biggest question for the defense is is how much the loss of J.C. Jackson is going to hurt because he is a top, absolute top tier corner in the league, and just losing him is going to have an impact. And then, kind of sub question to that is, can Malcolm Butler help fill that role, find his form? Uh, from the last time he was here you know comes back he's gonna
0: gonna have to Mm
1: -hmm.
0: it's not a matter of can he He has to they lost JC Jackson this time around it's gonna have to be Butler that leads that secondary
1: yeah and they also lost um, I didn't write it down and I can't remember his name right now but another cornerback in the middle of last season a guy who'd been there a long time I shouldn't even have brought it up because I'd forget his name
0: Please hold while
1: we listen to the click-clack
0: of Mike <laughs> typing on
1: his keyboard. Stefan Gilmore.
0: <laughs> there we go. That guy. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, so, yeah, that's, that's my questions for this defense is, will the secondary be as good? I don't know. What do you think about the Patriots this year?
0: Man, I don't know. I didn't know what to think of them last year, and they wound up doing pretty good. I mean, you could always argue, right, it's Belichick. He's going to find a way. <laughs> um, but I still don't think they fixed. They did They did phenomenal in picking up players, bolstering their tight ends. Their run game did way better than we anticipated. But their receiving core makes me nervous. It just does. And the fact that there's, at this point, we still don't know who the OC is going to be. The loss of J.C. Jackson, I don't know. I think this team is... Is giving it a B-minus too much or too little?
1: Did you read it? I ahead? mean, that's
0: what, that's, that's what you ahead. had. Yeah. But, like, I feel like we always, like, make the joke that it's always going to be terrible, and then they do well. Mm-hmm. But I really think this is Mac Jones's year. He's got to show that he can do more. They've got to be able to trust him more with throwing the ball. And so if they're going to make the pass to throw the ball more, you have to assume that they may not necessarily win as much, right? Because he's still figuring things out. He got lucky last year, I would argue, with such a great run game and a, and a decent defense. I Do I think they're going to be above 500? I do, but not a 10-and-7 team. I think they're going to be a little bit more down-to-earth.
1: Yeah, well, this is kind of a separate discussion, but I feel like the division around them got a lot stronger, particularly the Dolphins who we're about to talk about.
0: Correct. So those divisional games, you know, which is almost half of your season, just got rougher.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. That's why I had them at a B-. They lost some important pieces. You know, when your offense runs through the running backs and you lose, you know, 40% of your starting offensive line, that's going to have an impact. And – um yeah. In addition to your offensive coordinator, who's been there forever, and a, a key component of your defense, I, I kind of feel like they overperformed last year. They definitely outperformed expectations, but mm-hmm. they, they lost too much important, uh, too many important players. That's why I have met a B minus. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to the Dolphins. They had a really strange 2021. They finished nine and
0: eight. <laughs> third,
1: yeah. third In the division. They started out 1-7 and seven before winning nine, eight of their final nine games and actually were on the cusp of making the playoffs. They just barely missed it. Uh, despite that turnaround, they still fired head coach Brian Flores in one of probably the biggest surprises of the early offseason.
0: Still don't understand that one, but okay.
1: Yeah, well, we'll talk about the new guy in a second. But, uh, yeah, overall, I mean, it wasn't a great – year for them at least in the beginning half it wasn't to uh looks kind of looked kind of shaky still but um you know let's just get into it because they made a lot of big changes this offseason that i'm excited about
0: oh yeah
1: uh, last year they were 25th in, in yards per game 307 now, their passing offense was 17th their rushing offense was 30th and they scored 20 points per game which was 22nd in the league so all you know not a good offense Defense was uh, pretty solid right around the middle of the pack in every category. Uh, however, the numbers that you don't see in terms of yards and stuff is they were top 10 in both sacks generated and turnovers forced. So they were kind of a big play defense. In the offseason, their main loss really was Devontae Parker, who we just talked about being traded to the Patriots.
0: But look at their gains, my dude.
1: Yeah. First... They They've
0: been in the there. weight room because they'd be making games.
1: Hitting <laughs> that protein powder too. The first uh the biggest splash they made was bringing in Tyreek Hill via trade. They got him from the Chiefs after his contract extension talks broke down in Kansas City. Dolphins gave up uh, you know, a bunch of draft picks to get him and then signed him to a four-year $120 million extension. And so they have a new uh, new top dog in their wide receiver room and a excellent weapon for Tua Tagovailoa to throw the ball to they also completely revamped the running back core with uh, uh, Chase Edmonds coming over from the Cardinals Raheem Mostert from San Francisco and I think a couple other guys too that I didn't write down Uh, they also brought in offensive tackle Teron Armstead who's been a you know mainstay in New Orleans for quite a while Melvin Ingram, pass rusher, who's kind of bounced around the league since leaving the Chargers a couple of years ago, uh, but still posted pretty good numbers. They brought in Cedric Wilson, another wide receiver, for, who actually played a decent amount for Dallas last year due to injuries, and I thought he looked pretty good. And then they bring in Teddy Bridgewater to be the new uh, backup quarterback. For now. For now. <laughs> Very busy offseason. Uh, due to the trade, they didn't have a draft pick till the third round, uh, in which they took – or which they used on Channing Tindall, linebacker. Tatum. What? Channing Tatum. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, let's get to the coaching changes. They, they shipped out um, Flores and they brought in Mike McDaniel to be the new head coach. And uh, I'll admit that's not a name I'd ever heard before. But he's been with the 49ers the last four years as the run game coordinator Um, And then for the uh, first three years and then last year he was their offensive coordinator. So a lot of experience in that Shanahan system, which has been very effective.
0: Which means all they can do is beat Green Bay. Other than that one, we aren't quite sure how they win games. Oh,
1: do they play the Packers this year? I hope not. (laughs) (laughs) You go check the schedule really quick. Um, And then uh, with the new coaching Regime, they've got a new offensive coordinator named Frank Smith, who was with the Chargers uh, last year. He was, the char- he was their offensive line coach and run game coordinator. And prior to that, he was with the Raiders as tight end coach. In terms of their roster now, looking at the offensive studs, obviously Tyreek Hill, who's probably the best deep threat in the league, one of the fastest guys around. Um, and then actually Jalen Waddell, a rookie. He was a rookie last year, wide receiver. And I'd say he's already one of the top guys around, really effective out of the slot, really quick, short area um, receiver. Uh, They've also got Connor Williams at guard position, uh, one of the better ones out there. And then I wouldn't say there's a real single guy who's a standout um, in the running back room, but I feel like as a whole, they brought in a bunch of guys who have been really good For stretches of their career so i feel like that well i think
0: it looks like i mean shanahan's system was always running back by committee too right
1: exactly
0: so i feel like that that just seems to seems to fit that change right there right so i think it's really going to be whoever has the hot hand of the day is going to get the going to get it It sucks for fantasy right yeah
1: yeah. because
0: you're not quite sure what to do or if this is going to be their week or not
1: but Oh, I, mean, Michelle I think is another running back they brought in in free agency. Sorry, I on. am so disappointed. I had so much high hopes.
0: <laughs> uh, but I think you, the question you have posted here is the one that makes the most sense and is probably my biggest concern is can Tua put it all together in year three? Mm-hmm. I really think the changes that they've made, look at how much they give up to get Tyreek Hill. They bring in a plethora of, of solid running backs. They kind of revamp some of the things. They draft a, a young defensive player to help bolster the big play defense. It really is arguably do or die for Tua this year. I really don't think there's any other way around this.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: If, if he can't make the connections, if he can't make it happen, then – I don't think I – you don't bring in someone like Teddy Bridgewater who has always done decent every time he's had to step in if you didn't anticipate something.
1: Right. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater is a top-tier – I mean, he was a starter last year. He's a top-tier backup in the league. and He can play. So
0: I feel like it's making a statement in – I mean, I could guess you could say subtle way, but is it really that subtle when you bring in such a solid backup we always make fun of backup quarterbacks that, you know, they get paid too much Just to sit on the bench.
1: Board holders, yeah.
0: <laughs> however, when, you're, when your starting quarterback goes down, there's nothing more satisfying than knowing, oh, thank God we got that covered. Mm-hmm. So I think this is the subtle statement to the Dolphins and not the league that says it's it's your shot.
1: Yeah, I agree. It's, it's, he's out of excuses, right? Like he's got an offensive-minded – Coach now, the best group of skill position talent he's had around him. And he was a fifth overall pick back in 2020. So guys drafted that high. Don't get that many chances. And so this this could be uh, this could be it. But hopefully he didn't and yeah, it's time to prove it. So hopefully he can do that. Looking at the defensive side of the ball, they've got some absolute monsters in the secondary, like Xavier Howard at corner, Javon Holland at safety. And then on the interior, their D line is pretty solid too, with Zach Seiler and Christian Wilkins at the tackle positions. Then um, they barely changed anything on the on defense, so I feel like they kind of believe that they're they should be better at on that side too. It's weird that their yardage and and points allowed and all that is is as kind of not is kind of bad as it is, just given how many big plays they made with the. Um, turnovers and sacks and everything, I feel like they should be better just kind of automatically this year, right. they brought in Melvin Ingram to even further bolster the pass rush
0: yeah i mean i 'm not nearly as worried about the defense i 'm all in on the offense and yeah in, in terms of what they can actually do, and i 'm not confident I mean the trade moves would want me to rate the roster high. Because they brought in some big name players, they 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 did this year what the Patriots did last year, which mm-hmm. on paper definitely strengthens the whole team. But I do not have the confidence of their quarterback.
1: Yeah, we haven't seen it yet, and that's what it all comes down to. Maybe so. I have them as a B. I like the roster as a whole more than the Patriots. I think who we just gave a B minus to. But it, it yeah it all if Tua can play, then this is going to be a good team, probably a playoff team. I'd go as far. as <laughs>
0: I'm not opposed to that either. I mean, look at what they did at the end of last year, which is why I think the Brian Flores firing was so shocking.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: Is the team struggled, but once they got into a rhythm, they were as dangerous as anybody else in the league. You talk about a team that was one and seven at that point that everybody had written off and go eight and one in their remaining games.
1: Yep. All right, quick, let's get your grade and do the Jets in four minutes before we have to start another new Zoom meeting. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> This is a pain in the ass,
0: I'll have you know. <laughs> I agree. Uh, so I B- minus roster, same as the Patriots.
1: Okay, yeah, that's fair. All right, Jets, last place in the division, 4-13 last year. Uh, Zach Wilson, their rookie quarterback, uh, his year was kind of derailed by injury, and their secondary two was insane, insanely injured. Um, they did get a couple surprising wins over the season, over the Titans and Bengals. Um, and then I would say Wilson showed some improvement by the end of the year. Skip- I like
0: Wilson a lot in this offense.
1: I agree. Uh, we're going to skip most of the numbers. They were all really bad. <laughs> but they were super busy this offseason. First of all, free agency. They brought in a ton of veterans. Jordan Whitehead at safety. He'd been with Tampa Bay the last few years. Uh, Lakin Tomlinson, from, uh tackle from San Francisco. DJ Reed, cornerback, uh, most recently from – Uh, The Seahawks, CJ Uzoma at tight end uh, from the Bengals. And then also Greg DeLeg, Zerline, uh, the kicker from Dallas most recently. So that was free agency. They also had an insane draft. Uh, They had the fourth overall pick, which they used on Ahmad Sauce Gardner, cornerback out of Cincinnati. Uh, They also had the 10th overall pick, which they used on... Garrett Wilson. I wrote cornerback. I know that's wrong. Garrett Wilson is a wide receiver out of. um, I'm so disappointed in you. (laughs) At least I caught it before. I didn't have to wait for you to correct me. (laughs) Uh, And then they traded back into the first round again to get with the 26th pick to take Jermaine Johnson, the second defensive end out of Florida state. What I really like
0: about their drafting strategy is they were very balanced.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Two offensive players, two defensive players. And then they also had uh, one of the first picks of the second round, 36th overall, which they used on Brees Hall, uh, running back out of Iowa State, and he was by far the consensus. He's going to
0: breeze the halls as he runs through the Lions. Yeah, that's right. I got it. Very good.
1: He was the top running back in the draft, and they got him too. So a lot of big changes uh, to the personnel on the roster. No coaching changes. Robert Sala returns for year two, and he keeps his coordinators. So they actually have a really good offensive line now. Center, Connor McGovern, uh, the guy they just brought in, Lakin Tomlinson. They've also had uh, Mackay Becton at tackle, who was unlucky with injury last year and actually starts training camp on the PUP. But he's uh, only in year two or three of his career and is already one of the best tackles. Uh, My offensive question is they have nowhere to go but up, right? (laughs)
0: Yeah, I like what the team has done. I really do. Of all the teams in this division, I feel like they have addressed and understand that they they can't go all in on one. Like a lot of teams will draft all defense or all offense for a few rounds. They balanced it. They're working on both sides of the ball.
1: Yeah, there's definitely enough talent for an improvement in year two of uh, Wilson and Sala. They have the longest playoff drought ongoing right now of 11 years i do see foresee that extending though uh but i think they're closer than you might think and i haven't a c plus
0: i'm gonna give them another b minus this whole division's got a b minus
1: all right cool thank you matt great to be back hope you guys are excited too um we will be back next week with our next two divisions and that is all we'll see you then bye
0: everybody thank you for listening to the 2m football podcast with matt and mike don't forget to follow us on our social media, both Twitter and Instagram. Look for our photo at 2M Football Show. If you like what you heard, please tell your friends, family, and others who may be interested in listening to all of our shenanigans. And remember, we will see you next week on the Gridiron.